From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, presented by Physical Athletics. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, as well as an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another special edition of the 5050 podcast presented by Physical Athletics, our proud partners, Physical Athletics. You can find them on all social media platforms at Physical Athletic. That's F Y Z I C A L Athletic. You can also find them on their website at physicalathletics.com. And for those of you in the local Borderland region here in El Paso, you can find them at 2270 Joe Battle Boulevard. My next guest, very happy to have him on. Uh, we've uh, been able to do working on some very special things coming up. Big fan of what he's done, having going back to my days there in, uh, in San Antonio. Uh, he's doing some exceptional things. He's been in the business for over 20 years. He is the president of College Promoters USA, President Mr. Greg Smith. Greg, how are you, sir? I am well. I'm well. Hector, I, I really appreciate it, man. I'm doing well. Thank you. Pleasure to have you on. I know i uh, been trying to reel you in for a little while. Finally got you here. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Appreciate yeah. Appreciate you. Um, yeah. So, Coach, before Coach, uh, Greg, before we begin, sorry. I get that. Uh, I still get that sometimes. I don't hate it. I don't hate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before, uh, so kind of before we begin and we start uh, diving into, um, you know, College Promoters USA, what you've been doing and really, you know, what we're going to talk about today, our topic of, you know, controlling your recruiting process. Yeah. So we have, we have student athletes, you know, all over the state there in San Antonio, where you are here in El Paso, you know, across, you know, from the Panhandle, all the way down to Brownsville, all over the state that are listening and really nationally, right? And you got coaches listening as well, because we're also trying to get to them. And then for our parents that are listening, right? Before we get into all of that, though, let's talk about a little bit. Tell us a little bit, just kind of briefly in terms of kind of your background and your experience in the recruiting process, in the recruiting world, really. Sure. Yeah. So, and again, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on, Coach. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, I, 20 years of my life, uh, I've been a part of College Corners USA. This is my family's business. Uh, my dad started this from a spare bedroom. I was a freshman in high school uh, in 1997, right here in town, Lee High School, state champs, by the way, this year. Uh, so, little, little shameless Lee Vols. Yes, board. yes, we got to shout them out, man. Go Vols, go Vols. So, uh, no, you know, we've been in the trenches since the 90s, well before, you know, this, this uh, you know, podcast world and the streaming and all the stuff we're doing right now. You know, we were in this um, um, before, I would say, before it was cool, right? Uh, and we've literally blood, sweat, and tears, man. We, we've, we've given all we had in this. My dad started it from a literal spare bedroom across the hall from my room. Uh, I jumped on board at 19. Um, I, my dad and I sat in an office uh, about the size of this room I'm in uh, here in our current office uh, together for 10 years, just he and I and trying to you know, do everything we can to get to good folks, good kids in this community. Uh, and somewhere in there, heck, having to ask them to trust us uh, to really team up and, and, and let us help them right. navigate this process, take control of the process, 
uh, and go maximize the the recruiting process to at the end of the day though you know i mean everybody uh you know likes the sports of it all but at the end of the day this is about going and getting these kids the best diploma we can at the most affordable price um you know with what this college tuition bubble's doing in terms of price tag obviously uh but but using you know their talents using these sports to go maximize this process bring down the costs uh, and of course have fun in the end and keep playing this game after high school uh, which so many don't get the opportunity that the reality is you know many of them that don't should or could have uh, had they uh, and again to the to the to the theme of this week's uh, podcast of uh, you know had they taken control and really gotten in it sooner uh, and 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 you know really gone and gotten proactive uh, is so much of just at the end of the day whether it's 1997 or you know what June of 2021 you know, our message still hasn't changed of working together face-to-face, hands-on, and let's go maximize this process together. Uh, it's just the tools have changed, right? Look what we're doing now. You know, the social media world uh, obviously is, is a huge and continues to grow within the recruiting process now. Uh, but uh, there's just so many things we do a little differently than we used to. But a big thing, and, and I was talking to a great young lady today, as, as you and I uh, were talking a little bit about, um, I just refuse to change the message and I refuse to change our approach, uh, which is, you know, again, local hands-on face-to-face. We don't telemarket this thing. Uh, you know, we're not for every student athlete, regardless of their ability. You know, it, there's just so much more to college recruiting than just talent. Um, and we're just not here to sell it. We're not, it's not a sales pitch that we deliver here. Um, you know, this is about working together with moms and dads and their most prized possession, man. That's what, that was what my dad taught me. I, I'll just never forget it. 19 years old, son, we're working with parents and their most prized possession, you know, and, and I knew what he meant at 19, 20 years old. Right. But, right. you know, especially now as a dad, I got a little eight year old on my hands turning nine soon. And, you know, I just, I, it's how we still operate today. We just have some new technology at our fingertips uh, to get to do it. So, little bit about us, man. I apologize. I, I, I can, I, I can keep running with it. I apologize, man, no, you're but good. that's who no, and what we are. No, you're, you're good, sir. Appreciate it. So, you know, we, t- it, we definitely don't make this, uh, as, as we progress, right. With a podcast, with our episodes, right. We, we don't like to make it about COVID, but we also in certain regards, certain topics, it's, it's unavoidable. Right. So I think, um, give us in terms of you look at the last 15 months, right? Kind of give us, if you can give us a 15 month snapshot, um, of how, how you and your organization have handled, you know, your, the, this process through the pandemic, you know, it's like now, now there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. Things are kind of returning to the new normal normalcy, whatever you want to call it. But how have you and your organization handled these last 15 months? So, and I, and again, just like I, I could talk for the entire hour on that question, frankly, and, and right. I, I won't do that to you, but somewhere in there, um, everything changed to some extent, right? I mean, you know, video production here, you know, showing these college coaches who and what these kids are physically on film obviously is still a massively vital part of the process. We provide unlimited video production here to all of our kids through the entire process together, whether, you know, obviously football players, soccer players and everything in between. And 
without, you know, a lot of kids now down in Texas, things are a little different than maybe some listeners out there uh, in certain sports. You know, some kids down here were able to have a football season or a soccer season, whereas some weren't. Right. So, but in the big picture, many kids, and again, the young lady track athlete I met today, you know, um, didn't have, literally did not have a sophomore track season. Like just, there wasn't one. And so, to the video aspect, which is, and again, there's a lot of different topics here, but the video side obviously is such a vital one. The, 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 the types of, you know, or the type of film that we started one, trying to get out to the best of our ability in the middle of a pandemic, but two coaching and trying to guide our parents. And of course, student athletes on what to go acquire as far as video, right? So custom stuff, you know, this is where getting out in your garage and, you know, working on TikTok drills with your football or with your with your soccer ball. Right. Or, or whatever it might be, whatever your sport was. But getting creative around the video production aspect to still be able to go show the coaches at the next level the extent of your talent without having the normal footage you would have had had there not been a pandemic is I think, I won't, I don't know, I, but I would say is I think probably one of, if not the biggest things uh, that changed. And then, but, and for the better though, because creating product outside the box has always been something we've been proud of here and something we work really hard. I mean, heck, video was what I brought to my old man's business in 2002 at 20 years old, you know, it's, it's what I brought here. And so a big message we've always had right, is trying to do more than what the next kid's doing. Let's go do some things differently than what everyone else is doing too. I'm not saying not do what everyone's doing. Let's do more. And so video, right? Like, let me see you throw up your bench press, kid. Film that, right? Like, obviously, just because there was a pandemic doesn't mean we stopped working on our footwork drills and different things on the pitch or whatever the sport is. And so go film that. Get mom out there with the iPhone, you know? Like, it, it can be... It, you know, and it got that primitive, but it was kind of cool, man. It's it's what made this thing so, you know, it just, it was still real. We were creating, and 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 to this day now, you know, I, we're seeing more of that from our clients because they were exposed to, well, shoot, we got to go create some custom film. It's now kind of a, a, a bigger part of it for more than, I'll just say like the baseball and the golfs of the world that we always go film custom stuff around. We're seeing our football kids, we're seeing our soccer players, you know, creating different product now than just game film, you know, than just huddle film or whatever it might be. So the video, I think, to me, is probably the biggest aspect. Um, and, and then and real quick, again, I, I, I can I can talk on a lot of things. The other side, though, right, is is marketing the student athletes. The thing I, I actually kind of like in terms of what the pandemic did, um, at least in regards to, again, marketing high school student athletes to college coaches, right? It just brought look like what we're doing, you know, utilizing tech to be able to put specific information, custom film, data, schedules, information, SAT, ACT scores, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's all there was, you know? So the face-to-face was eliminated from the process because it had to be. Had to. And Thus, it thrust forward more, not only, again, the need to go get creative on the video side because you don't have the same amount of game film, if any, but then, too, how whatever we do have, 
representing ourselves as a student athlete. How do we go deliver this? How do I, how do we go get these people to take notice when they're at home and they're not hosting camps anymore and they're not coming to ID camps. And so again, there's, there's, there's a lot of different things that change there, but I think video for me being the biggest, and I actually, I hope that stays, I, you know, it's a big message. Again, we continue to push is be creative. And I think those of you out there listening, you can use more than just your game film to market yourself. I mean, obviously your game footage is vital and it's what coaches need to be seeing too, but you know, weight rooms, like go show the work you're putting in, I think is, is at the end of the day, um, what you got to, you have to convince these coaches that you've got the work ethic, the desire, the passion, obviously the ability, but, but it's, it's just, it's deeper than talent. So that's where I just feel like there's a few upsides that this pandemic brought to this process long-term uh, in, in those two regards, especially. So there's a lot of good stuff there and and you're right. We could have a field day with that. I know. And I, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, and that's more, more to come on that later. Yeah, uh, definitely. But uh, so you obviously film and, or tech really more than just film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the positive there, the upside, but <clears throat> maybe identify for for us one the maybe the biggest negative that came from this from your perspective from your organization's yeah, no no and i i mean it's yeah. instant the answer is really easy and and yeah. it's unfortunate for not only last year's grads you know the the 2020s experienced it too right not yeah. quite as bad i feel like 21s might be the worst but 2022s too they're they're going to feel the the fallout from this pandemic and the biggest thing and this applies you know you hear more about it of course right in the football space but it's relative to all these sports every single student athlete in every single sport at the college level retained their year of eligibility to play right so in other words and now granted the college coaches still maintain control of right. what you know, they want on their roster. It doesn't mean just because, oh, the pandemic came, I got to keep another year of eligibility. So I get to come back again. Not if, not if, not if coach Jones don't want you back, you know? And so the coaches still maintain the power and the control of their, of their teams. But at the end of the day, they've now got an entire roster of kids that just shifts into 21, 22 school year with the same eligibility. And right. so an incoming 18 year old fresh out of high school never been to college doesn't know the college routine i'm not saying not talented talented right. but as a college coach you've got all again every single kid in the ncaa d1 d2 d3 kept their eligibility every single one and so seniors that have walked the stage technically if a coach wants that kid back and that kid wants to come back for a next season he can or she can right. so that uh, to me, and I just I saw the stat again today, and I and I and, and I don't mean to go into the football space. I know this is you know 50-50 soccer park. I'm with you, but it's relative. There's Absolutely. thousands of kids in the transfer portal who were and are D1 commits, D1 signees that these coaches can just go pluck out of the transfer portal that are ready to hit the field next year. They've been in a college routine, they've been in the college regiment. They were already committed. They played at programs. Those kids tend to be, I won't say, and not always, nothing is absolute, nothing is 100%, right? 
but from the college coach out there trying to win ball games. And you got to remember at the end of the day, that's all his or her job is because they get let go if they don't, you know, and no one likes to get fired. They got to win ball games. What kid do you want to grab? Do you want the 21 year old that's got a couple years still of eligibility, but has played college ball and is ready to hit the field for you? He's, he's 21. Or do you want the 18 year old who still needs to hit the weight room a little bit and bulk up still and get bigger, faster, stronger for you to get ready to get on your field still. And, and, and again, from the pandemic, when these kids all retained eligibility, plus what's in the transfer portal, what do you need a 2022 grad for or 2021, you know? And again, I don't want to say no one's signing. I don't want to say no one's going to the next level. They are, but I, and I was just talking about it to my crew today, earlier this morning, I think, and we'll see when, it, when, when the numbers are all out, you know, 2022 will be a great one to watch. And especially here in San Antonio, where South Texas, we're getting overlooked as it is anyway. No different than El Paso, too. These coaches are not attacking our communities like they are Houston and Dallas, at least just from a Texas standpoint. you got to be real about that in every sport. Truth be told, Austin even is starting to gain more uh, or year-to-year or year starting to see a little more, you know, sort of respect from the outside looking in than, than San Antonio does, much less El Paso or a Corpus or Brownsville or what have you. So – you know, uh, you know, again, at the end of the day, it's just it's tough what the pandemic has done to the incoming high school kid trying to go to the next level because his competition now that normally would have been gone and out of eligibility and out of his way isn't. And you then have to just own what the college coaches focus is. And and again, I, I'm not saying no one's bringing 18 year old incoming freshman in. They are. But I think we're going to see. And I think 2022 may arguably be worse than 21, maybe not, as far as 2022 grads and, and class of 2021 grads. But I just watch the data. I think, and again, especially in the San Antonio where we are, I won't say a Houston or Dallas will be as aggressively affected. It'll be lower, but watch the total number of signees. It'll be lower. D1, D2 kids that go on to play at the next level will be lower than it was last year and the year before for sure without a doubt and and yeah. so that's the biggest fallout is it's hard this is the worst time and I, it, I, I hate to say it especially to people out there listening it's just the reality this is the worst time to be an incoming senior high school it just right. it, you know with what we've yeah. just battled the pandemic this right. is going to be one of the most abnormal and toughest times to segue from high school to college in a, in a sport, unfortunately. Yeah. And you know, you, you hit on a lot of good stuff there and then it was, we're probably a couple minutes in there before you even mentioned the transfer portal, which the re and that's a whole other layer. Mm -hmm. And you know, the reality of it is, is that it's, yeah, it, it is unprecedented. And also, I mean, we're, it's evolving. Nobody has been there before and it will have a ripple effect, you know, and, and I'm not just talking about even, okay. even current, graduate you know your 2020s and your 2021s 23s will fill it i we, we we're kind of projecting 2024 class of 2024 is when we think it'll i don't want to say forgotten or you know but i that's the class it'll reset, it'll reset. Yeah. Yeah. that's the class yeah. will have the least impact yeah. and should be back to some hint of normalcy because the kids that have retained the eligibility that will have run its course over the next two you know, 2021 recruiting class and then 2022 is without a doubt going to experience the fallout as well. I'm hoping a little less than 21s, but I feel like it could be worse. We'll see. Yeah, and then 
And then 23s will still, they're going to feel it. You're going to have coaches just simply say in every sport, hey, I love what I see in you, kid, but I don't need you. You know, essentially, I got what I need. I would love to have you, but I'm spent. My roster's full. I got my squad. We're good. You know, and and again, because of the fact that there are kids that are going to be hanging around these college programs that otherwise wouldn't have as long. If that makes sense. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Well said, Greg. So, you know, we start segueing here a little bit. We start shifting here. You know, we were just talking about kind of graduating seniors. Now let's go kind of to the, to the front end, right? We're looking at our, at our, our underclassmen, but you have a parent out there, you have a student athlete out there and they think they know, or they think they, you know, they're interested in playing at the next level. Right. You know, what are your thoughts? You know, maybe one, maybe one or two thoughts that you can briefly share with our listeners for that parent and that student athlete that is considering entering the recruiting process. Where should they maybe start? So, and I respectfully, right? I mean, there, there's just there's a million ways to go there. And one thing, you know, from a from a business that that markets high school student athletes. I say to every family, you don't, you don't have, don't hire me. You don't have to hire me. This isn't, you know what I mean? There, there are ways to go do this, but you've got to execute, you know, you've got to go do something. And, and I think like I touched on a little bit with at least the phrase of like, I was talking, I think more on the video end, but it's relative. And the sooner you start, the better chance you got to win in this thing. But at the end of the day, you need to start young and you got to go do things that the herd isn't doing, you know, the, the average parent and, and it's okay. Like I understand, I, I, you know, I don't feel like there's any way they should know any better, frankly, but at the end of the day, the average parent kind of sort of just follows what they see happening before them, right? Everyone plays clubs. So we got to go play club. You know, people have trainers now, little Timmy and Janie need trainers now. And they, and I'm not saying they don't, I just, People go with what they sort of see happening. And the reality though, and this is such a big reason why to me or just the data tell like so many kids don't go on and play that could have. And it's not because they weren't good enough. It's because the programs that they were qualified for in the end may not have been the UTEPs and the UTSAs. There were homes for them, but the programs that they were a fit for just simply didn't know the child was even alive much right. less how yeah. good he or she was or saw the film or knew what club team or knew or knew you know her coach cano or didn't even know the child existed right and right. so the move and don't get me wrong with respect you should come let us help you too cuz we're just flat not that pricey but regardless the move if you don't seek help is you've got to go build the internet man you know is in 97 there wasn't this. We were in AOL chat rooms, you know, had no idea what was going on, right? It was a toy. The internet was a toy. You just started. you just lost all of our student athletes with AOL chat rooms. We won't get into that one. We won't get into that one. Yeah, America Online, right? Like we're in this old, ridiculous platform that we AOL, all what is that? You know, it's come, look how far this has come, right? Think about right. what we're doing. Right. And, and where it's still going, much less what social media now has become. That wasn't even a thing, much less MySpace to where we are now. And so 
all of that in consideration. You know, the thing I say is there it's a double-edged sword, right? The internet has created an amazing opportunity now for anyone to start a podcast, to market yourself as high school. Go, you know, but at the end of the day too, it's now allows everybody to. And so now college recruiting is more competitive than it's ever been, literally ever. And it just gets more and more every year. Plus now you lump in a ridiculous transfer portal and kids retaining their eligibility. It's, it's hard. And so the move to try to offset the complexity and you and I were talking about this off air. You don't start now as a 2022 grad. I'm not saying if you're a 2022 grad, you shouldn't. Right. You start when you start. If you haven't done anything yet, you got it. You got 20, You got 12 months to graduation day, much less signing day. Like 22s clocks your worst enemy. You don't. The idea is to not let that be the case. Best you can control, and the way to control it is to do something. You need to build the best representation of your child on the internet. I mean. And there's, there's free resources. There's, but you got to have something somewhere. I don't care if it's a huddle page, use huddle. I don't care, but you need film. Most importantly, you need the best representation of your child's ability that coaches can see, and it needs to be accessible to them all the time. And then you need to be aggressive putting it in front of them because the reality is no one's going to do it for you. Your clubs most likely won't. And, 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 I, and I don't say this rudely. Your high school coaches, they're not, they're not hired to market your child. That's not what they do. And I'm, and I'm not saying they don't want to help. But somewhere in there, this is your life. You know, you're, the child is the recruit. Absolutely. Build the best representation of yourself on the internet. Start young, I would say as a freshman. And if nothing else, no, like ideally be, be trying to squeeze into your varsity as a sophomore you know, and you need to, and, but somewhere in there, this is, we provide unlimited video production. That film's got to stay current. You can't make one film at 14 years old and think as a junior, someone still wants to see what you were doing as a second semester freshman. I'm not saying they wouldn't want to glance at it, but at the end of the day, it needs to be always current. If your child's six, two, and you're marketing him at five, nine, still you're making mistakes. You know, everything needs to be up to date. You need to have the best overall representation of your child on the internet as crazy as that sounds and then you need to bust your butt and i would say get your kid to work on it not just parents doing it all for them and then bust your butt and start young and i say freshman year and start putting it in front of college coaches at the next level start telling them how hungry you're you are or or as a student athlete tell these coaches how much you want to come work for them not, hey, I want to play at UT. Like, who doesn't? What? Find me the kid that doesn't want to go to AM, UT, TCU, or Tech. Find them. Because, you know, or or something of that caliber. Everybody does. Right. It's, you know, the idea is to build relationships. But at the end of the day, to start with, you've got to have something to bring them to because they're not going to see your child live usually for the first time. By the time your kid's seen live by the program he or she may end up at, that coach should have already seen your kid online years prior. You should have been emailing, DMing, texting, going to camps, shaking hands, ID camps. There's so much to be done before a coach ever sees you in person. And the ideas start early. And as wild as it's gotten, utilize the internet 
and get in it and just be prepared to be ignored though and be prepared to be told no more often than you're told yes. Why uh, Why do, you know, we talked about it just briefly in terms of someone considering entry and then you also hit on the parents, right? But the parents not just doing it for you know, their child, for their student athlete. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You know, talk about talk about why ownership and the one that I'm a big proponent of that I break down rather extensively with parents and and recruits the right fit. Yeah. Talk talk a little bit about maybe give us give us one or two reasons why ownership and the right fit are so so, so ownership. And and I think if I'm right, I think I'm understanding what you're saying there as far as like the student athlete taking ownership, right? That's what you're implying, right? Or what you mean? Yes. So, man, and I I, I wish I could have live streamed my meeting today. Again, I I had a I have a UTSA uh, uh, track intern here that got to sit in uh, with an Alamo Heights track family we met with, and and it was and it was amazing. She, I told, I was like, you tell her, I can tell from my 20 years of experience working with literally thousands of families is how I know. I told, I said, Lacey, you tell her you're in it, you know? And she was talking, she brought up point blank. She goes, yep. My coach tells me all the time. I re I've been recruiting the wrong girls too much. And, and what she went on to talk about was he wasn't talking about their ability, you know? And that's the thing I talk a lot about too. Right. And this is why ownership has, applies here. The ability, the talent is the easiest thing to spot. It's easy to go to a tournament and find the best center mid on the field quickly. It's just then to find not only the talent, but then the talent that understands what it takes at the next level, the talent that's also taking care of biz in the classroom, the talent that understands the next level is a job, et cetera, et cetera is where ownership comes in. The student athlete, and this is where I talk about why the biggest reason I'm not a fit, our program is not for every kid. The reason we don't telemarket moms and dads all over the country, like the NCSAs of the world, because they don't care. They don't know El Paso from saying it. They don't care, you know? And somewhere in here, that's not how we started this thing. And at the end of the day, it's the same thing the college coach needs. You know, he needs a girl that's gonna come in and work for him or her not someone that just wants to play. And that's precisely what the student athlete needs to take ownership about and try to convince the coach to understand about them as a student athlete that not only, hey, here's my film, I'm good enough. Here's my stats. You know, I average a hat trick a night, like whatever. Great. They want talent. They got to have the talent, but then they need work ethic. They need passion. They need desire to compete. They need a student that's going to wake up every day and go to class. And if we're not doing it in high school with mom and dad around every day helping, how are we going to do in college when they're not around? These are all things that the college coach weighs before offering the greatest goal scorer in the state, you know, and that's where if that child, and, and I hate to say child, but that's where if that teenager doesn't take ownership and responsibility and understand they're the recruit and no one can talk a college coach into you, it doesn't work like that. We, I, you know, when, when, when a girl commits or a guy, it doesn't matter to any school. We didn't talk anyone into it. We created the representation. We did the marketing. We did all we could to get that coach to get excited. 
But the coach doesn't make the offer until the child convinces him or her that she or he is the one to pick. And so ownership from the student athlete from the start is a huge part of my meeting with every student athlete, whether or not we end up working together. They leave here. I don't charge a dime. They walk out with an hour and a half of just knowledge and game that I give them, you know, and, and if that kid's not a fit for us, especially if he doesn't have that, if I don't feel that if my staff doesn't feel that whether, or my boots on the ground in Tennessee, Nevada, wherever it might be, if they're meeting with a family too, and that kid's, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be cool to play. Like if that's the vibe, take it to the internet. NCSA will take your money. We don't want it. And, and it's because the college coach, I need that college coach coming back next year, continuing to recruit my kids. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, that's what the college coach needs too. He doesn't yeah. need only talent. So ownership, man, it's, it's really the basis of it all. It's taking control of your recruiting process. It's, it's all of it. So, ah, man, that, that might be the, the biggest thing I can rant on the most, man. Absolutely. Is, yeah. is, is taking ownership as the student athlete. And then moms and dads, hold your children accountable. It's, don't do it for them. What was, what was the, what was that word again? What was that word again? What, t- what, what was uh, that one uh, word? A, a account. What was that? Accountability. Again? Yes. Accountability. And, and oh, forever. Never, I've never heard that one. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Parents <laughs> need to learn it, you know, right. and especially in today's, it's different. Parents are different today. I'm a parent. Like we're different. My old man in the, you know, growing up in the eighties, shoot, you know, it's just different the way we operate today. And so we need to be cognizant of that as parents, but somewhere in there, Right. You know, not only to help raise our children, but this process, you just if you can have that coach understand your kid understands that he or she's way more likable to that coach than not. You know what I mean? So, so you, mean to tell me, you mean to tell me a student athlete and, and his or her parents, they walk into your office, they go see yeah. you and you don't make it rain with the college offers. Immediately. I, no, I definitely work now. I, I definitely do not. And even, and honestly, like today we, I mean, this girl is, is a hundred percent going to go play ball or she's going to go run track to the next level. And now, now again, this is not that I tell her as long as she doesn't disappear on me. Now that she's walked out my door, I got them all fired up. They're pumped up. She's got to send me pics tonight to build the profile. We'll see if she does it, you know? Yeah. And, and this is where I turn to the parents and I'm like, look, if your child doesn't hold up their little simple end that we ask, send me photos. Like if this child can't link us to, to her huddle or to some film, you know, turn it off, mom. Like with all due respect, I don't want the kid for the sake of mom and dad's money. Like that's just not, this is 25 years, you know, and that's the part that I don't, I, I unfortunately, and it's okay, but that's the part, uh, the community, I don't feel like fully grasps always here. You know, we were here before a lot of these high schools today were built much less, thousands of local Texas, you know, South Texas, San Antonio, we've had El Paso families, Dallas, like, you know, and so accountability, man, that's, that's, it's how to win this thing. Cause if you can get it, if you can get it in your kid's head, it's what, it's one of the biggest things that'll convince a college coach. Again, they got to like his or her ability, but if they like the talent and then that personality is there and it's work ethic and it's, and it's coach, I'm, I want to come work for you. I understand it's a job. I want to give myself to your program and do all I can to help your program be successful. Not, I want to come play and be a starter as a true freshman because I'm the best. 
Like it, those are two different conversations and coaches see them both. And I always just say, what, you know, put yourself in the coach's shoes. What kid do you want? It, that That's the easiest way to look at it. Right. Be real, put yourself in coach Jones's shoes and remember your jobs on the line. If you don't bring in the best kids, what kid you want, you want the three, nine GPA or the three, two, just if they have the exact same stat line, what kid, right. Or, you know, like, and it just, there's so much around it that has nothing to do with the stat line and talent. Absolutely. And so that's Absolutely. it. All right. So here's the, here's a million dollar question here for All you, right. Greg, is post pandemic, right? We're coming out of it now. Right. So yeah. um, where is, if you can identify one key, one key component, where is now that we've kind of evolved because we had to evolve yeah. you know, in terms of the recruiting process. Yeah. Coming out of the pandemic, the lessons learned, the good and the bad, yeah. Where where do you see, in your personal opinion, one key component, where do you see the recruiting process headed? So, I, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, as much as I know parents won't like this one either, the kids might, social media, right? I mean, it, it continues to evolve, you know, it's not like it just started there by any stretch, but I think we're going to, you know, that's not going anywhere. That's a big part of this process. It's now, you know, it's beyond just football, soccer's in it, basketball's in it, like it's there. So, you know, that pandemic thrust us all to Zoom and behind our screens more than we already are addicted to and on. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, that's going to continue to become a huge avenue because, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but again, this is stuff obviously parents and, and heck, some, you know, coaches don't know either, but Coach, college coaches are allowed to communicate via social media with student athletes and do and say things way sooner than being able to pick up the phone and call them, right? Or before they can come ring your doorbell and sit down at your dinner table and shake your hands or come pull your kid out of class and meet him or whatever. Social media is already there and these coaches can, and, and then on top of it, there's a lot to be learned about kids and their social media pages, right? I mean, we've all heard and I'm sure the kids have heard a thousand times already and and don't it's a huge discussion be smart on social media but that's the other side too back to the ownership thing back to these coaches trying to make sure these kids are more than just talented there's a lot of things you can learn going up and down a teenager's social media feed about them right about what kind of kid they are what are they into what are they doing and so to me I think you know social media is just a massive aspect of where it's all going to go but what is this june what are we june 2nd today yeah the dead period lifted finally and now granted d1 right the dead period was lifted off the d2s uh a, a while back and the d3s and nais were actually you know kind of allowed to continue to operate however they chose based on where they were what state they were in uh but we're, we're sort of back to real life now right or back to the standard uh, you know availability for college coaches in the process i think the other thing at least in a short term or, you know, we're in June when you say, where's this thing headed or, and so I'm kind of more in a long-term answer. Social media, I think is going to continue to grow and be a much larger part of the process. So I think it's important kids. And again, they're already in there. They should leverage it, but you got to be smart. There's, there's, there's a whole discussion to how to leverage social media most effectively too. Uh, so, so that in the longer term view, uh, but I think short term, Again, D1 uh, uh, dead periods are lifted. It's camp season, man. It's time to get out 
and go shake some hands finally and go see these people, go meet these people, go put a face with a name, get on their campuses and go prove to them that you're serious about being a part of their program. You know, if you won't go out and see them when they invite you to, how are they supposed to get excited about truly giving you a jersey? You know, whether you live here in San Antonio and it's UTSA or UIW or you live in San Antonio and it's Minnesota Gophers, like whatever it is, if you want the shot and you want the opportunity, one, back to what we already talked about, start early, build relationships and get connected young. But then two, you got to take the coaches up on their process. It's their process. They decide how it works and who they pick. Not me, not mom's dad's, not Coach Cano. It's the coaches at the college level that decide how they operate their program. And so somewhere in there, when if and when you're fortunate enough to be in touch with college coaches, you got to follow their process. And when you get to the point of, hey, fill out my recruit questionnaire, and then you do that, and then it's, hey, send me your schedule, send me some film, and we do that, and then it's, hey, we got a camp July 10th. It's not free. We don't, you know, and especially if it's Minnesota Gopher, this, you got to go. And if you don't, I'm not saying there's no way to get offered, but at the end of the day, what I tell our kids a lot of times, and again, this is whether it's in-state Texas or wherever we're talking, we send kids academies, we got kids Ivy Leagues and every year, we got kids go all over the map. We put kids in all 50 states, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to get out there and see them. So in the short term, and I and you and I touched on this, uh, I think, you know, behind the scenes a little bit, This the, the, the summer, you know, this face-to-face camp combine season, this is where the recruiting process is won and lost. You know, I'm not saying what you do on the field and the film you produce isn't important, but it's getting out there and shaking hands and meeting people face to face as the student athlete taking ownership of his or her pro- uh, process to then win over that coach and convince that guy or girl to pick you because you're the most proactive, you're the hardest worker, and you're the most excited and you have the strongest desire to be a part of their program. So short term recruiting process face to face. Everyone's excited about getting to see each other again. Get in it. You got to get your name in the hat. You got to get out there. And then again, long-term social, you know, utilize social media. It's a great way. You, you can tag the president of the United States. You can, it, you, it, it's, it's wild what can be done with it if you do it. The key is just being professional, you know, and, 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 I, and, I, and I apologize. And I'm glad I remember this. What we didn't come back to was being realistic, right? Being realistic in the programs that we're chasing and the schools that we're going after. But what I'll, and just to tie to that real quick, the younger you start, no different. Like if a if a 2024 grad sitting in front of me, now granted, it's not every kid. We can't do this. It doesn't work this way. But at the end of the day, if we're more talented as a freshman or sophomore, if we're playing varsity 6A Texas athletics as a sophomore, start now and go. You don't, it's realistic at 15 to still chase the UTs, AMs, Stanfords, and et ceteras. You know, it's it's the kid that's a 2022 that's just getting started now that's got to really be rethinking chasing exclusively D1 programs. Right. You know, especially if they don't have any D1 contact or any any contact whatsoever. So it's still important to be realistic about where we put our time and energy and who we go chase. Right. You know, time is finite in this process. It ends, and the process ends well ahead of signing or well ahead of graduation day. Signing days are ahead of graduation day. And coaches already know who they're signing well ahead of signing day. So you got to start early, utilize social, go get in front of these people 
and build relationships is still the key underlying thing. But again, the pandemic for sure is going to fuel, you know, just the digital social media aspect of recruiting is only going to continue to rise. Great. So as we start segueing here, uh, Greg, what what can we expect from uh, from College Promoters USA over the next coming months? Any kind of key happenings, new things coming on, like one or two things that you can tell us that we can expect? Yeah. From, uh, so, I mean, one, if I'm allowed, can I can I tell them this thing? or no? Or, or is, I mean, that's one as far as just you know uh, being a part of 50, absolutely. 50. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So we got a big uh, we got a big announcement. I know that. Uh, Greg wanted to share, uh, have at it, have at it. Yeah, no. So I just, in a couple of weeks, we're super excited. I, you know, I've, I've had some digital engagements, our staff, uh, with coach Cano, but, uh, you know, and, and, and now spending some time and just, you know, like-minded folks that are sincerely passionate about trying to deliver for our communities. Uh, we're pumped, man. I'm super excited uh, to be the title sponsor here for the 5050 podcast. Uh, I think effective in a, a couple of weeks. I don't, I don't uh, know the exact date. Correct. Should be uh, about June, June 15 ish or so. Yeah, we'll be, work, nice, we'll be working on the details so, later. Yeah, so I'm pumped to get to help Hector, to get to help you uh, if nothing else. And there's, we got a lot of different irons in the fire all the time, but I'm really excited to get to just be a part of this in some extent uh, more than just, you know, this one little episode here today. Uh, I want to help you uh, go do what you're doing because you're just, you're doing it the right way, man. You're a good, you're a stand-up guy and, but you've been there, you know it. And uh, there just aren't enough people out there that do, unfortunately. And so I want to help you get this, this information out. And I love, you know, around the soccer space, it's the fastest growing sport. Uh, there's, there's just, there's so many kids out there, man, that, that can be helped. And uh, we can, if nothing else, feed info to it. Go do it. I hope, you know, I want to see more and more families go get proactive on their own. It's not about coming and hiring us. You should, but you can go do it. Go do it. So anyway, pumped to, to be the new uh, title sponsor with you, Hector. I, I'm excited about that. So that's, that's one of the biggies here. Uh, we're going to be rolling out this summer in the next couple of weeks. Um, but as well, shoot, we're going to be bringing in some open houses and some uh, some recruiting seminars open to the public, which we're excited about here this summer. We're now finally able to get back to uh, in the fall. You're going to see us back on campuses. Uh, we're very uh, exclusive with Northside ISD from a um, from a recruiting service standpoint. But obviously we work with all areas, private, public schools, nationwide, essentially. Um, but we're excited to be you, you will see us having uh, open to the public recruiting seminars on various high school campuses as always again in the fall. Um, and then as always too, I've got some exciting expansion. I know this doesn't necessarily, um, apply to everybody out there, but, uh, I've got some, some potential exciting expansion happening up in the Northwest, up in the state of Oregon. Uh, I've got, you know, there's just lots of cool stuff coming, um, excuse me, from a growth standpoint, you know, in terms of being able some, and, and but we're about putting boots on the ground. So, and I would just say too, heck for any of you folks listening out there, if you share this passion too. I don't know whether you're here in San Antonio, El Paso, or anywhere. You know, there's countries, nine, eight, nine different countries listening to this podcast. If you share a similar passion to want to help student athletes, I'm always looking. And and but it's about boots on the ground. I want people in the community. I want doesn't have to be brick and mortar and go to these lengths per se. But uh, that's always something I'm on the the hunt for: are quality people uh, in communities this very thing. And, and again, it's a large 
part of what gravitated me your way. Uh, and I think, right, coach, I, I think it's a lot of what, you know, gravitated you our way as well in terms of just chatter, things you saw, things you hear, uh, plus others telling you good stuff too, which of course, you know, never hurts. But um, just think, always excited, man. This is our 25th year. We just March, uh, marked our the start of our 25th year. So uh, next spring, March of 2022, will be our 25th anniversary officially. Um, my mom's still on board to this day. Uh, my old man's retired. He don't do nothing. He hits golf balls. He'll probably see this. I may probably, maybe, well, I don't even know. But uh, just a, a great team, you know. And I hope and I look forward to, especially in, in some of these future episodes, um, I, you know, my lead video editor can can talk on some awesome video topics. My vice president, Andy Brown, he's had three children. He's on his working on his fourth as we speak in high school. He's had three children come through our program, all go on and play D1 football, uh, you know, as a parent though, from the inside, right? right, um, right. I, there's so much good stuff, man. And and But either way, my biggie, though, at least at the moment especially, or the one I'm most excited about is, is very much being a part of this podcast. So we're really looking forward to uh, being your title sponsor, of course, and just doing all we can to help help push this thing out there and, and keep helping you do what you're doing. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot of great stuff, and we appreciate yeah. the kind words, Greg. That's and good. I think we're quality. You know, you mentioned the word quality a few times, and that's yeah. that's precisely the right word. You know, just integrity, quality. We're excited to be partnering up uh, with College Promoters USA as our you know our exclusive title sponsor. Um, and obviously more details to come, uh, yeah, definitely yeah, be, on yeah. lookout, be on the lookout for that. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think even though the 50, 50 podcast is kind of far reaching in terms of sure. throughout the state and, um, and we are, even though we're also headed to, uh, uh, moving to San Antonio and we're excited about that and being able to work with you all a little closer. Yeah. Um, I think we're, we're just most excited about the fact that we're, we're partnering up, um, with, with a like-minded organization, like-minded individuals whose whose hearts in the right place, whose intent is in the right place. Exactly. And, exactly. And just as we said, just as we said, you know, our you know our our you know our catchphrase, so to speak, our 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 hashtags of you know uh, chase your dreams and and get discovered. That's right. that's what we're about, and we're excited. We feel that we can kind of take that to a to a further you know a, a, the next level, I guess, if you will. Yeah. With, College promoters. Well, I mean, especially you pair that with, you know, we use a lot of, you know, various uh, hashtags from time to time, but one of our biggies um, and you, and there's others running with it. And I like it. I love that it's gained some traction, but, you know, recruiting one-on-one, right? Like yeah. pairing what you're talking about, you know, a lot of, I think anyway, a lot of the listeners, you know, the underlying goal, I think will be the next level for, for a lot, right? right. Regardless of the sport, but soccer, right? If the next level is the goal, you know, it while while it's an ever-changing landscape, the, the rules and the regulations and the dates and there's a lot of complexity out there. It keeping it simple, you know, again, recruiting 101, right? Let's let's keep it simple and and let's truly help these kids. And then the again, the other one we use too occasionally, hashtag take control, you know, rather than just sort of sitting back and and following the herd and just playing the sport. I, I feel like that's too much of what people they just play they want to do the fun stuff you know who doesn't want to play even practice becomes fun the weight room that should become fun but somewhere in there that's what the herd is doing and i'm not you got to do it but then on top of it let's think about some recruiting 101 let's 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 not overthink it right 
and yeah. let's go maximize that process with these families. And if we can give them, um, you know, and it's just quality over quantity. That's such a big thing for me too. I, you know, it's not about how many kids we have. We're not the biggest recruiting service. Do I want to be sure, but we're one, we're one of, if not the oldest today. Uh, and in my opinion, um, the best because of how we do it. Go, where's the other brick and mortars? Show me the other recruiting service that's in your city with people that want to meet with you and have a physical place for you to walk in and out of any time. I, I just, no one is doing it because it's hard and it costs money. And this was the vision my old man had long before this vision Steve Jobs had of what we're doing or whatever, right? Of of brick and mortar and being accessible to moms and dads in their most prized possession to help manage and work through this tough process that so few people know about. Right. And that's why this is just, yeah. that's yeah. a ridiculously yeah. natural fit, man. Right. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Absolutely. Yeah. Excited for, excited for the future. Great things, big things to come for sure. Heck so, yeah. Heck yeah. All right. With that said, Greg, so we're going to go ahead. I understand. I know you were also trying to get away from us, but we're going to bring you back. We're going to bring you back for our next segment. For our All, right. All right. I'll we stick to, around. I'll stick around. We get to pick on you a little bit. So for our listeners, great, don't go great, anywhere. Great. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with President of Cause Promoters USA, Mr. Greg Smith. Hi, I'm Armando Aguilar, Director of Strength and Conditioning at Physical Athletics. If you want to take your game to the next level, come to Physical Athletics. Our experienced staff of strength and conditioning coaches bases all of their training programs on a proven successful philosophy and years of research and scientific data. From middle school to the professional level, come see how we apply science to your game to help you improve your performance and reduce your risk of injury. To learn more, visit Physical Athletics online at physicalathletics.com. Check them out at Facebook and Instagram at Physical Athletics and visit them today, 20 270 Joe Battle. Sun City Prep Academy is currently accepting registration for its postgraduate and elite youth academy teams for the upcoming training season. For more information, visit our website, www.suncityprep.com. Unlock your potential. Compete at the highest level. Find your future at Sun City Prep Academy. And welcome back to the 5050 podcast presented by Physical Athletics, our proud partners, Physical Athletics. You can find them on all social media platforms at Physical Athletic, that's F Y Z I C A L Athletic, as well as on their website at physicalathletics.com. All right. So we're back with Mr. Greg Smith, president of College Promoters USA, which is based out of uh, San Antonio, Texas. Um, Greg, are you ready? We're gonna get a pick on you here yeah, a little bit. You got, I'm, I have, I'm, I have no idea what you're about to hit me with here. You, you <laughs> literally mentioned this. I, I and I, I here's where I made a mistake, and I should have done this last night, and I didn't. Now I'm kicking myself. I should have went to see what you said to other people here. So I, yeah, no idea what the heck you're 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 right. coming at me with here. But well, absolutely, well, man, I, I love it. It's, it's a blast. Hit me. Hit well, me. we we know going forward, you'll be listening to every single yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so we know you'll be prepared for in the future. So, all right, first one. Um, just like you were you were meeting with a family, you were meeting sure. with a young uh, track and field athlete today, right? Do you have any? Any particular pre and pre or post signing superstitions or rituals that you have whenever you know you meet with a family, you're about to meet with them for a first time, or when they finally kind of 
they commit. Do you have any any rituals, any superstitions? And so one, and I yeah, I think you got a glimpse at. I don't know if you can see. I got the so my lucky chair that I and I refuse to replace is is some of it. Uh, and but and no joke, man. I literally bought a new office chair today. I just. I don't know. I've, I've kept it for so long on purpose. So that, but I'm, but I'm letting that go. I'm, and I'm an old right. baseball player too. And baseball players tend oh, yeah. uh, to oh, be yeah. fairly superstitious. So yeah. um, there's a few, man. Like, so one is like the arrangement of my desk in terms of just kind of where stuff sits. I, I don't know. I feel like if it's not there, I'm just not the same. I got to have like my chairs like angled in. I, I don't know, man. It maybe I noticed like that. I did notice that yesterday. So when yeah, I was no, there, you know, I, I noticed the desk, and then I noticed definitely the office chair definitely needs a Viking funeral. That thing is yeah. way overdue. I saw that. I did see I that. I promise. I will. Hey, we'll live stream it or something, bro. We'll. we'll, we'll there you go. It. It'll be like office space where they bash the printer, man. We'll do. You'll it have later. a have a ribbon a ribbon cutting ceremony. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, All right. Next one. Kind of weird setups, man. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And one key one is my. I got the the little five uh, Spurs mini finals trophies that I always make sure always yeah, like, I, like that. That are, I try I to like make sure that. they're in different picks and stuff. So always yeah. represent my Spurs. I know I got my Braves hat today, but there you go. Yeah, I'm always yeah, trying I, to my Spurs. I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to say anything yesterday about the cap only because I saw the Spurs. I saw the the Spurs oh, trophies. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's it's the baseball love. I promise the, the Atlanta Hawks are <laughs> yeah. not my squad. Yeah. I promise. I saw the Spurs trophies and I knew, I knew you were a good man. I knew you were a man of integrity. So good. Good deal. All <laughs> right. Next one. All, all of us Spurs fans, right? Next one. Emojis. Yes or no? Are you an emoji guy? I am. And like, so I wasn't for a long time, but I started engaging them. Yes. It just sort of depends. I, I've always been, and now I'll get, you know, back to like the AOL where these kids are like, what is he talking about? You know, the AOL chat room days, right? Of, right. Of, before emojis when you had to equal sign open parentheses for the smiley face. So uh, families and parents in my program, kids too, if they read their emails, we send, uh, but most parents, used, what's the most used emoji? What's the go-to? The wink face. Probably I, I don't, or the thumbs up I use a lot, but I, I don't know. I'm always, I'm kind of the wink guy, wink face guy, right. Or the smiley face in my emails. I use a lot. I, I, I gotcha. my old man has his, you know, kind of funky old tendencies that he always had in his day, you know, lots of exclamation marks he loves and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I guess, yes, I'm an emoji guy. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't. Now you're making me rethink my emojis. <laughs> support. Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly why we ask it. So all right, <laughs> yes. next, next one, last, uh, last book you read. Gosh. Uh, so I think I have it here. I hate to say it's not, maybe not the most exciting. I'll even pull it out here. Hold on. So, uh, so I'm an old, sorry, sorry. I'm making a mess back here, man. I'm an old, uh, card player. And so an old oh. poker player, sorry. So this is a classic in the poker space. Uh, I didn't read it all. It's a thick one. Uh, Doyle Brunson's one of the greatest card players of all time. Uh, so I finished super system two, uh, within all of the Hold'em, uh, no limit. Hold'em. So, a poker book. I, I know that's maybe not the most inspiring. My wife's got her book club tomorrow night. Uh, she's a part of their meeting. I, and now I'm drawing a blank on the book. She told me that reading, but she might've had a cooler answer than me, but super system two from Doyle Brunson was one of my gotcha. most recent finishes. Okay. All right. Um, that's an interesting one though. You, yeah. you kind of threw me for a loop yeah, with that yeah. one. I like that. All right. Um, uh, hobby, hobby, hobby. You may be 
that you had time for. I get it how we're, we're busy, yeah. but maybe a hobby you discovered during the pandemic, something you took up oh, and you, you liked. So I don't know. I, we, I think we touched on this when we, when we spoke a little off the air too. My dad will love this bit and, and a heck I've even got my staff uh, in it now too. And hex, but some of them got in on their own. Uh, so my dad and I, you know, we're, we're an old baseball family. He's an old little league president. When I was a kid, I, I drug him into baseball cards in the nineties when, yeah. when sports cards went nuts uh, in that era. And in the pandemic, you know, and I know some of the folks listening at home will know all the hobbies have come back. I mean, and run from stamps right. to sports cards, to Pokemon, to, I mean, it, on and on. And mm-hmm. so I'm back in the sports card realm. Uh, right. I'm literally heading this weekend uh, out to the big, big TriStar show. I'll be in Houston. I'm going to head out Saturday uh, for a big card show. Buddy, I got a big trade I'm making. I'm I'm thinking about oh. – it's a big trade. So I'm back in the sports cards a little on the side. And, I, yeah. and, and real quick, just my wife has been nagging me. And she's been patient for years. I give her a lot of credit. Uh, but but we're we're due to remodel the master bath. So oh, nice. So so I so the the sports card sort of resurgence. I decided to kind of re-enter in, in an attempt to try to raise some funds. We'll see if I can pull it off, man. I, I don't know. It's been, it's only been costing me so far, as my wife will also tell you. Uh, yes, yeah, so, as, as hobbies as hobbies tend to. Yes, be. yes. 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 It, my I was I set out to raise money, and now I'm ending up with a collection again on my hands. So right. I don't know. But sports cards, man. I'm back in the hobby. All right. Good deal. Anybody right. out there, I would say. Like, now, is that right. exclusively is that exclusively baseball though? Uh, no, no. Uh, so, so and yeah, and good question. Um, the, the trade I'm making is actually for a, a Ronald Acuna, a uh, big card of his, uh, but, but, I'm, but I, you know, and, and this is from moving down to Texas 25 years ago. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a huge football fan. So, uh, and, but, and the soccer space too, man, like, right. like soccer cards hit the market big in the past few months. Like you'd be shocked. Even UFC stuff. I'm not into that. Not into the UFC as much as far as especially the the, the cards. Um, but no, basketball, football, baseball, a little bit of soccer stuff. Um, and yeah, man, I'm, I'm into all of it. But football, I surprisingly, um, is just as a sport that I've now just become obsessed with, obviously fantasy and those kind of things. But um, football as well is very much a big part of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, next one. Favorite and Lee, you can only pick one. All favorite right. and least favorite sports team. Man, all right. Um ah, geez. See, now this is where I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick a, a certain sport. So I so so ah man, now you you're you're asking me kind of sort of on the favorite side yeah. to, to pick between the squad. I'm gonna go safe here and and I don't I, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna offend the old man. I'm gonna say the Spurs. I think at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a diehard Atlanta Braves fan, and I have we went to the Olympics in '96. Like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I've I've got some some history as a Braves fan for a long time. Technically longer than my Spurs fandom. You know, I moved here from the Midwest in '96, and right. so I you know was by no means a Spurs fan. But once you move here, and then lo and behold, the minute we move here. Spurs got Timmy D in the lotto and we right. hired pop. And so 
I don't until now. I don't know what it's like to be a fan of a losing basketball uh, organization. Yeah, I know. I, I shouldn't know. say they're losing, but you know what I'm saying. Right, right. So, it's just not. I yeah, gotta go Spurs. I think yeah. on the favorite side. Right. Um, but I'll just. I think I'll. I'll soften the blow for my old man, and I'll I'll partner with him on this one, and just say the Yankees are hands down probably Least my favorite organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it it would it would be them or. And this would just be purely from the Spurs world, right? And, and over the years, but I don't know. There'd be others, but like Lakers or Mavs would probably be in there. But right, but, right. but I don't want to offend any Dallas listeners, especially out west. You know, uh, so I'll I'll, yeah. uh, I'll stick to bashing the Yankees and loving the Spurs. I'll play. It there safe. you go. You can't go wrong there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next one, one one piece of advice. That you, if you could go back 20 years, right? You're sure. you're entering, they're entering this world, yeah, you know, the, the college recruiting world with your dad. Yeah. One piece of advice you would give the younger version of you. Now, and obviously in relation to the business. Correct. Um, you know, <laughs> uh and I think, and this isn't just to stroke my old man in the slightest, but you know, is and and I, parents will appreciate this. I talk this a lot when I have moms and dads and kids in front of me too, right? But even at you know, essentially, I I, I technically was 19 in January of 02 when I started here. I turned 20 in May, uh, so I was 19 years old. Uh, for I would say the first five years, taking more advantage of my time, right? And and then sort in, within the business, though, you know, excuse me, of diving in it with both feet sooner. You know what I mean? It wasn't until, uh, and, and again, I brought video to the biz. It was a really cool thing. And I was really proud even at a young age of what I was able to help try to contribute to this funky little biz my old man was building. Right. So right. I was proud of what I was doing and I, and, and, and I was young though. And what did, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything still. So but what did I know then? Right. But at the end of the day, I think it would just be, diving in with both feet sooner uh, and somewhere in there. Uh, and, and again, parents will appreciate this, but I mean this listening to my old man sooner, you know, and, mm -hmm. and kind of sort of admitting he was right um, right away, you know, or, and just in regard to business and the things he would tell me, you know, the stuff I was doing wrong, I'd roll in late or, you know, whatever it would be, you know, we battled, I was in my 20s, 19 to 24. You know, ask my dad. We'll get him on sometime. He'll tell you all kinds of stories about right, that right. era, right? You know, and him and his son, right? Trying to, he was trying to teach me um, how to build and run a business. And I, and I, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I absorbed it all. And I was, and I, it's not like I tuned it out, but I didn't, I didn't buy in, right? I, I didn't, I didn't uh, right away. And, and so I think in hindsight, I, I just, I never regret really anything in life. Like, you know, I, but at the same time, you know, of course there are things maybe you would alter or do differently. Uh, apologize. My, the phone is ringing here. I No, you're good. You got that. Uh, but, but, but yeah, man, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, just, just, you know, going full force sooner um, and I think it would just would have, would have made me even, you know, and not uh, trying to toot my own horn, but it would make me better than I am today. Had I utilized those early years, um, better. All right. 
Good. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. One thing. All right, you're made. All right, Greg Smith has made the the czar of all college recruiting for yeah. all sports in America today. Okay. What's one thing? One thing. Right. In we'll say we'll give you a, maybe in thirty seconds. What would you say? What's the one thing you'd change That's in America? That's tough for me. That's tough for me. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No. What's the I'm one thing you change? Go, go. I'm gonna. I'm What's gonna the... really. I'm gonna watch the clock. And I'm gonna try to do this. <laughs> What's the one thing you'd change in America today regarding that? The recruiting process. Gosh, man. You know, I, honestly, I, I, Title IX was big. Like, you know what I mean? In terms of leveling the playing field for men and women, I think was huge, right? And that would be a big one that sh technically should have been done sooner for the long-term effects of women's athletics and all this. Um, you know, I, I don't know. That's a that's a really tough question, man. Um, because we'll come back to that I, one. I don't want to go to like current events, or I don't want to go to the current thing. But I, you know, but it's it's a big topic. I got to I got to say, and there, you know, and people may disagree with me on this. I love the ability that the NCAA is going to give every student athlete the ability to utilize their likeness. Right? I, I think that I like that. You know, and especially with the growth of growth of social media, plus right. plus the literal billions these universities are making off the backs of these young men and women, um, I like the ability because the thing that's always sort of because and don't be wrong, I don't want to discount that these kids are getting scholarships and diplomas, right? Like that that's at the end of the day what this whole thing was supposed to be was right. use your sport and we'll give you an education, and and that still needs to be the focus for 99.9% .9 of every single person listening, because that's about the odds of going to the next level beyond the next level, right? Yeah. So the ability though, and it's not about the money, but but be, every student on every campus can, can go influence on Instagram. They can go start their YouTube channels. They can, you know, with the growth of social and where these kids are, because they become a little bit of celebrities. I really like the ability for them to get to go do some things um, on that likeness that they build for themselves because they don't all get to go to the NBA, NFL, major leagues. It doesn't happen, you know, and these kids, while they are in a little bit of a limelight, you know, before it ends, I like their ability to get to, you know, kind of be themselves a little bit. Now, I, I, there's a, don't get me wrong. And, and again, I'm still very supportive of colleges and universities and how they can, how they control that equally right. and fairly where they don't get, I don't, you know, I don't want to see the A&Ms and the UTs miss out on revenue from this stuff. I just, these kids are giving everything they have, man. It, it really is a job. And, and I, and again, I don't want to downplay the quality and the value behind the diploma because it's huge, but these kids should have a little bit of latitude. So I give the NCAA a lot of credit, man. I mean, these guys really try and I know I'm over the 30 seconds. Where, you know, where am I pushing? Five minutes? Um, but I just, NCAA, they're not perfect. You know, the AAU basketball scandals and stuff we saw happen and all the various things that we've seen happen, um, happened. But the NCAA, in my opinion, I feel like tries anyway to the best of their ability, you know, to, to keep these kids as amateurs and, you know, to have the majority – of the rules and regulations out there be for the kids, not for the coaches and the Bamas and the A&Ms and the UTs 
to keep flourishing, you know? And so I, I give the NCAA, NAI, I give them a lot of credit uh, for what they do, frankly. I, you know, there, there isn't a whole lot that I feel the kids are being impeded by anymore, especially with some of the new legislation that the NCAA is going to allow uh, of letting these kids be their own person. So, man, that's, that's a, I think that'd be an easier question maybe if if it went a little more sports specific, because then I would, the only other thing I would maybe say is just open that recruiting calendar a little bit, which they have though, you know, they, they, you, you know, and just throw little nuggets out to some of these folks out here, right? Like June 15th now, right? Coaches can go communicate with kids, call kids, DM kids, reach text, you know, coaches now have a little more flexibility there, which I like, Um, you know, but somewhere in there, if it goes too early, you know, like what we used to see in the old stuff in the softball world um, is is why that stuff got put in. But, but anyway, I, I, anything to benefit the student athlete is always where my head goes and that's where it should go because that is who's coming in and really truly, and I won't say they all, but they're working really hard, man. And they're giving a lot to these universities. And the fact is, especially in the D1 space, the universities are doing quite well uh, from them. And so I'm just all about helping the kids, man, helping the kids make their journey to get the education easier because of how much these athletic programs pull on these kids. It's real. You know, students at UTSA that aren't in a sport have way more time to study than the ones that are in a sport. And that's just facts. And so, you know, there's give and take to all of it, but stuff to benefit the student athlete. And I actually, you know, I kind of get, I'm I'm pretty happy with the NCAA's adjustments to some of the rules in the past couple of years. I, you know, there's really not a whole lot that I feel like is a problem at the moment other than that transfer portal. But the rules they did there where they let kids not have to go to the coach and like, I kind of like that. I just don't like the ability for the kid to be able to jump right in it without having to have the conversation with the coach. So there's, I don't know, man, there's a lot of pockets I can go to. Um, I'm just all about yeah. benefiting the student athlete, man. Cause they work so hard. Gotcha. Okay. So let's see if you can handle back to back deep philosophical questions here. Okay. Oh, so, Good, yeah. All right. Strangest thing in your refrigerator, man. Right now, I've got a frozen over, like something's frozen over in there. And I don't know what that's like my little girl side. And so I don't know what's going on in there. But I I, uh, I would say like the I don't and the, the the baking soda my wife had in there caught me off guard for a while. But I, you know, I, I've learned that yeah. it helps. Uh, I'm trying to think what's weird that we have in there right now, man. It's got to be the frozen thing that you first of all, yeah, it's like there's a the it's in the fridge and it's frozen. That, and it, but it's not like something I bought those, the only thing. So that that's where uh, I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, what, man, what, what, I'm trying to, I had something random of my little girls in there. Like something she made, it was like an attempt at a cake and I kept it to be nice. But, uh, but I, I'm just surprisingly, uh, I, it, there's really, I don't know, man. And I know what's in there. There's, I, there's just nothing too We'll go. We'll we'll go with the mystery frozen thing. Yeah, no, and I I need to decipher what's happening because it can't be good. There's something. All right, all right. Next one, bucket list uh, destination, place you want to go visit, vacation, you and the family, uh, or you and the wife, whatever. uh, Um, Before it's all said and done. You know, I mean, there's a lot of places. Like where my wife and I are big beach fans. We love you know tropical spots. So. 
you know, the extreme Bali's of the world is definitely on that list. Um, I think just from a, uh, and it's kind of maybe cliche and sort of cheesy. I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, some family ties there, but I, you know, I, Italy would be one I, like Italy. I would love to see, I think there, you know, it's such an older civilization an older part of the, the globe really. Right. Then our young little country we're technically a part of, you know? And so, uh, I would, you know, in short, Italy would be my response on that one. Gotcha. Good deal. Yeah. All right. Um, obviously during the pandemic, we all got to see a lot of, you know, got to binge watch a lot of different stuff. What's been your, yeah. whether it's a Netflix series or something oh, else, yeah. another platform, what's, what's the favorite thing you had a chance to binge watch during the pandemic? So my wife and I, and I don't know why, you know, some of the kind of sort of fantasy realm has really never been our thing or kind of the, the dungeons and dragons stuff was like kind of never really our style. Right. And, uh, but we took a shot at Game of Thrones finally and, and didn't and we hadn't neither one of us had seen a single minute of the show until the pandemic showed up. And, you know, and then all that dialogue started. Right. Where everyone was like, well, what are you going to binge? And so we finally decided, like, let's go binge some Game of Thrones, man. And I got to say, like, I one, it blew my mind how old that show was. Like that show goes back to like. I don't even know, 2014 or something. 20, I think 2011. So, I think 2011. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. see? And, so. and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, I just, it was one of these shows where it was like flying dragons. And it was just like, that's not going to be our style, babe. Like, what? And so, and then lo and behold, though, we crank yeah. it up. It's just like, okay, we see why this is one of the greatest shows in the history of television, I guess. So, right. so yeah. Game of Thrones, man, is as, uh, as late as I am to that party. Uh, Game of Thrones would would have to be the biggie over the pandemic. We, gotcha. we uh, trying to think. We I don't remember. Breaking Bad was one. Also, we kind of snoozed on, uh, and and I think I want to say it was also over the pandemic. But Game of Thrones was kind of the biggie. I okay. had friends like you to the Red Wedding yet? No, you know it was all these different <laughs> things. So, GOT right. man, it was a good. All one. right, all right, all right. Final question here. Um, we're completely out, completely back to normal out of the pandemic for good. Right. You got family coming over, family from out of town. Sunday dinner, you're the chef. What are you cooking? Man, so it's my call and not wife's call, yes? Correct. If, it, if it's my call, and don't get me wrong, like she, she, she'd probably agree with this, but um, I'm grilling steaks probably, man. I'm, I'm grilling go. ribeyes. Uh, if I'm... You know, it depends on how much family's coming in. I'd, I'd try to buy the prime if it depends on how many I got to feed. Uh, but uh, probably going steaks and then and 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 my wife, I'll I'll concede and we'll go with some. Uh, she makes some really awesome. She like custom uh, fries, some shrimp. She, she's got an awesome like fried shrimp thing she does with her own custom little batter. So I say ribeyes and some fried shrimp, man. That's what we'd be doing probably. I, I we do a little bacon wrapped asparagus thing we do that I'm I'm decent with on the grill and and my family at least tells me they appreciate I, you know sometimes <laughs> yeah. but, but uh, steaks fried shrimp grilled wrap uh, uh, bacon wrapped asparagus uh, and and probably probably baked potato mashed potatoes man that'd be it I like it good that's great yeah I'm big steak guy I'm a big asparagus guy too yeah so, oh yeah right yeah like that. It's awesome. Yeah. So, hey, Greg, this has been uh, great. I mean, we hit on so many different yeah, things, awesome. so many more different things that we, we're going to hit on in the future. Um, again, we talked about also 
the big thing in terms of obviously the topic being that, you know, being able to take the, the ownership, right. Controlling your recruiting process, the uh, recruiting one-on-one piece, starting from the very beginning, when to start, we will touch base on these and a whole lot more in the future. Uh, again, also hitting on the fact that, you know, making the big announcement that the 5050 podcast and college promoters USA will be teaming up, uh, uh, forming a partnership and, College Promoters USA will be will now be the uh, will soon be the title sponsor for uh, the Fifty Fifty podcast. So we're like I said, we're equally excited. Uh, I think looking forward to great things to come. And uh, before we kind of before we bring this wrap this up though, Greg, any final thoughts? Anything you'd like to share? Um, I you know, I just as we're you know just real quick sort of rehashing uh, some of what we've talked about here. I think you know just to just to kind of bring it back to, you know, and I'm terrible, man. I'm just so bad at, I, I, I can, I can, I can branch off into so much and there's just, cause there's so much to the process, but taking control. Right. Right. It, and I think you and I talked about this too. It's like having kids like, when's the right time? It's like, I, I you know, when's the right time to get started now? You know, if, if your child's in high school, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think there may be one variable if you really wanted to wait for it. I just feel like waiting to do anything is usually not the winning solution. You know, waiting isn't usually the answer. And and in a process that's finite, right? A process that ends, a process that you get one shot at, a process that you don't get to come back at 20 or 19 and still be as effective in when you've decided, oh, okay, wait, no, now I'm ready to go do it. You know, right, right. parents help your kids take control. I understand they're teenagers. I know they're 14, 15 at, at, on the younger end. You know, those kids are, are barely, you know, teenagers. So what do they really know? And what can you really expect them to do on their own? I get it. So help them. I, I'm not against parents helping their teenagers. I, You have to, you should. I'm just about don't do it all for them. And so get their name in the hat. If it, you know, there's no way a coach is going to bring your child onto their team and give him or her a jersey if they don't get to know your son or daughter literally, personally. And so the sooner you get involved, take control by getting involved. You don't have to seek help. I feel like you should. You know, this is why I get my taxes done and someone I hire to do it because I don't want to mess it up. And those kind of things too, you kind of get one shot. And so this is the same thing, but you need to build a representation of your child and start engaging college coaches now and get out to their campuses and go meet them, go shake hands and start early and do it for two or three years is how you maximize this process. It's not maximized in nine months. It's maximized in 29. And and, and that's the reality. So Take control, parents. Keep playing club. You got to play, play. Get your kids bigger, faster, stronger. Do whatever you got to do to help make that happen. But somewhere in here, end of the day, right. you got to go tell the people at the next level what they're doing. Because most likely, for 99.9% of you, performance alone ain't going to be good enough to just have it fall out of the sky. And two, no one's going to just do it for you you know, because this is your child. It's their future. They're the recruit, hold them accountable, but help them get their name in the hat 
start early, take control and be proactive and go maximize the process. And, and, and if you have questions, you need help, holler at me. I got an awesome team. I don't care where you're from. I don't even care if you just shoot us a DM and you have a question and you're not in this program. We're here to help people. This is about delivering value. This is not about a sales pitch and seeing how many parents we can take money from. If that were the case, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I'd be telemarketing families all over the country and not care about San Antonio, Brandeis to Warren to Bernie and Lavernia to El Paso. Like, we're just, so anyway, that's who we are guys, but take control of this process and get your kid's name in the hat. Start early and don't take no for an answer. Well said. Perfect. Perfectly said. And we appreciate it. So again, Greg, uh, thank you sincerely. Uh, we sincerely thank you. Thank you, Hector. Thank you, sir. We're excited, excited for, uh, for the big, big things to come. We're things us that we're too, man. Us too. So, uh, appreciate you have, having you on. And again, for our listeners, again, you can find us, uh, you can find us on all social or I'm sorry, on all podcast platforms, search, a day in the life. Again, we're part of the A Day in the Life network. So you just search A Day in the Life colon unplugged, and that's where you'll find the 5050 podcast. So again, A Day in the Life colon unplugged, and that's where you'll find us. You can also, again, get, you can find us now on YouTube as well. So get on there, get as uh, get as many views, share share that with uh, share that with your parents, share that with your coaches. A lot of good info, a lot of co- great quality content that we think is, is uh, being put out there that's being discussed by great guests such as Greg. Uh, so make sure you get out there. You can also look up, look up college promoters USA. You can both, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram. You can also find them on their website, collegepromotersusa.com. So again, our listeners, this is why you're the reason why we're doing it. So for our student athletes, our parents, our high school coaches, you know, our college coaches, even beyond the state of Texas that are listening, uh, we're putting this out there. We do it for you all. We do it for you all that are supporting this great game. So get out there, please. Any questions we're, we're open always uh, for questions. You feel free to DM us as well. We're on Twitter. You can find us at 50 underscore 50 pod and on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. So for our listeners until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast presented by Physical Athletics. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod and at Coach H. Chicano, as well as on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.